Hello, and welcome to the Get Transformed podcast of Transformation Christian Fellowship. We are so excited that you're tuning in, and we hope that you will be empowered and transformed by the Word of God. Um, The Lord did something with me that he's never done before, and I consider this probably one of the uh, highlights of my preaching career. He changed my message this morning. So all of what I was preparing this week is not being (laughs) said today. The Lord, I woke up and the Lord was like, nah, you know, change it up. And because he's God, he's allowed to do that. Amen? Amen. So come with me to the book of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 29. Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 29. And I'll be in the New King James Version. Yeah, I had to stray away from New American Standard just today, just today. (laughs) And the scripture says, the secret things belong to the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all of the words of this law. The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all of the words of this law. I want to preach to you from a very interesting topic tonight called dying to the pursuit of answers. Dying to the pursuit of answers. Over the past five years, um, I have noticed something occurring within the quote-unquote Christian community, Christian sphere. And it's something that the Bible calls apostasy. I have seen a very shocking number of people, individuals, renouncing the Christian faith. For those of you who who do not know what renouncing means, it basically means that you're publicly declaring that I am no longer associated no longer, no longer supporting, no longer a part of a particular faith or belief system. So over the past five years, through articles, through research, I've seen a very high number of individuals who at one point professed the Christian faith, now saying that they are renouncing the Christian faith completely. Not leaving the church, not leaving one church to go to another, they're saying, I am done with Christianity. And while we don't have time tonight to investigate all of the various reasons that go into individual reasons behind individuals' renunciation, there's one common thing throughout my research that I've seen across many of these stories, and that is the frustration of unanswered questions. God, Why did you allow this to happen to me? God, why did you allow me to endure this? 
God, why is what's happening in the world, why is it happening? Seeking God for these answers and these questions, wrestling with doctrine, wrestling with all of these various different things. You know what the crazy part about is that a lot of these individuals were former pastors, worship leaders, Christian influencers. So many people who for a time used to teach in seminary, used to stand on church stages and lead people into the presence of God. These people now saying, I'm done with Christianity. And the common thread that I saw in all of it was the frustration with unanswered questions. While I'm not here tonight to bash anybody, because I'm not, in fact, this type of news really breaks my heart to see so many people who once claim and profess the faith saying that they're leaving it completely. It breaks my heart. I will say that I'm appalled by people who renounce, renounce excuse me, the Christian faith in a prideful, arrogant, and flippant manner, i.e., they take pride in being an ex-Christian. Now, it's one thing if you had your doubts, because we've all wrestled with doubts, but to get on social media and put in your bio, ex-pastor, former deacon, why would you take such pride and no longer being a part of the Christian faith. All of this bothers me so much. And yet, what this time has done has sent me into a time of serious reflection. Dominique, why do you believe what you believe? And why do you believe in whom you believe? Why, with everything that's happening, why do you still hold on to the confession of faith, as the Hebrew writer says, why do you still Hold on. This message was inspired by an article I read in the InTouchMinistries.org by Dr. Charles Stanley. It was written by a man named Mike Cosper. And the title of this article is called The Mystery of God. And so I encourage you to read it in your own time. But a lot of this message was inspired from scripture verses that he pulled from this very article. Let's look at our scripture, base scripture. The secret things belong to the Lord our God. Let's start there. What God chooses to reveal is his prerogative. What he chooses to conceal is his prerogative. The secret things belong to the Lord our God. And so we don't get the right to get mad at God or tell him you should be revealing or you should not be concealing this. He is the uncreated creator, the God of the universe. He does not owe you anything. And so with the revelation that he has revealed in his 66 books, instead of responding in arrogance and anger, we should be grateful because he has no incentive to reveal such high sovereign knowledge to dust. Don't forget that you're dust. I know you got a nice body, you got some muscles, you, you know what I'm saying, you got some, uh, some surgery done, but don't forget at the end of all of this, you are dust. And so divine, the divine has no prerogative, has no incentive to give you anything. So for him to give us even 66 books, he shouldn't have even gave us 66 books. We need to rejoice in the revelation that he's revealed. Not get mad at what he doesn't reveal. 
the secret things belong to the Lord our God. They're his. But those things which are what revealed belong to us. And to our children forever, this is Moses talking to the nation of Israel, that we, what, that we may do all the words of this law. Here's the problem. With all that he's revealed, we still being disobedient. How the nerve of us to ask us for more revelation when we're not obeying what he's already revealed? The secret things belong to the Lord our God. God is saying, wow, y'all can't even obey what I gave you. And you get mad what I don't reveal? Do you, believe, do, you, do you really believe that you can handle all that of what I concealed if you can't even obey what I've already given to you? The secret things belong to the Lord our God. This society is caught up in seeking wisdom and knowledge. I'm not saying anything's wrong with that. You should study the scriptures. Amen? That's what the scripture says, study to show yourself approved. I'm not speaking against study because you need to in order to defend the faith, in, in order to contend the faith. But there's a problem here. It's a lot of people venturing into Christianity with no real relationship with God, yet they're seeking to master the word of God. This has traces back to the Garden of Eden. Show them Genesis 3. Then the serpent said, oh, excuse me. Now the serpent, excuse me, was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit of the trees and of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Here's the key. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. Here's the problem, and I touched on this in a Bible study last year. They're living in a perfect realm. They have uninterrupted communication with the Father. They are naked and unashamed. Somebody say Amen. Why would they need to know the difference between good and evil? They have uninterrupted communion with the Father. Unhindered intimacy. Why would they need to know the difference between good and evil in a realm that is perfect? God told them this tree is forbidden. And with that seed of doubt that Satan planted, Eve started to look at that tree in another way. That tree was always beautiful. That tree was always, always had good for food. That tree was, had wisdom. It had secrets, the knowledge of good and evil that God chose not to reveal to them because he's God. And yet with the seed that the serpent planted, Eve started to look at that thing and say, hmm, I got access to everything in this garden but knowledge of good and evil. She didn't need it. Adam didn't need it. God restricted it for a reason. But because she chose to disobey, look at what we have now. A world of sin. Because she wanted to be wise in her own estimation. The lust of being wise in your own estimation. This is one of the issues facing today. People going to seminary and Bible school, and I'm not saying nothing's wrong with that. But what are you going there for? 
Are you seeking to really understand the God of the Bible? Are you seeking to master the Bible? I don't care if you have a PhD, a master's degree. Those are beautiful things. But the one thing that cannot be mastered is the word of the living God. You can get a PhD. You can get a master's. You can get a bachelor's. You can get whatever you want in biblical studies, whatever subject pertaining to the Bible. But these 66 books cannot be mastered by any human being. And so your approach to the scriptures should not be, how can I master the words of the living God? Your approach should be, God, what are you saying? God, I recognize that you are holy and that you are righteous and that this is your breathed word that I cannot fully comprehend your scriptures. And so in me, instead of me trying to go into the scriptures and try to discern you and try to discern all your motives, God, let your word read me for filth. Let your word discern my motives. Let your word read my heart and my mind. People are going into the word, trying to figure out all the nooks and crannies, trying to figure out all of the intricacies. I'm not saying that you can't understand it because that's why the Holy Spirit is here. He's here to help us understand and comprehend this truth. But you got to understand that this is the living word of God. This is not some manual. This is not some science textbook. This is the word of God. It cannot be mastered can't be mastered hey glory girls we're back we're back september 30th at 7 p.m we're doing we're starting our new semester yes and all you have to do is register by clicking the link in our bio register today and you could be a glory girl today and remember transformation starts here register glory 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 <laughs> so what are your motives What's your motives in going on YouTube and being a Christian influencer? What are your motives getting up here and singing to the Lord, to a God that you don't know, to truths that you don't understand? What is, what is your motive? What is your motive? Isaiah, show them Isaiah 55, 8 through 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says who the Lord. the Lord for as the heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts I come back to this scripture often when I'm studying because I have to be reminded dominate your thoughts are nowhere near the thoughts and the ways of God and it does not mean that he cannot enable me to understand his scriptures. That's what the Holy Spirit is for. But I understand that there's a limit because this mind is finite. He is infinite. Infinite wisdom. Infinite knowledge. Some of us were out here, we're running tired, we're running ragged. We're getting disappointed. We're getting frustrated. We're sending ourselves into depression and anxiety and suicide because we're trying to understand and grasp everything about this word. And I'm here to tell you that on this side of heaven, you will not understand everything. You won't. You don't have it in you. Even with the Holy Spirit aiding you, he's only going to reveal what the Father says to reveal. He said, my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor your ways, my ways. For as high as the heavens, so are my ways higher, my thoughts higher. Too many of us, we go into the scriptures, like I said, with so much arrogance, so much confidence, 
excuse me, so much arrogance, so much cockiness. Submit when you go to the scriptures. You are dealing with someone unlike any other. If you really believe that he, there's none like him, if you really believe that he's in a class all of himself, you will not treat him or his word just like anything else. You will recognize that in approaching his truth, I am helpless to understand or comprehend without him. And unless he reveals, unless he opens up my eyes, unless I'm responding to his heart, there's no hope. Show them um, Psalm, excuse me, Romans, Romans 11. So Isaiah talks about the, the levels, how high his thoughts are, how high his ways are. Romans 11. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. For who? Ask your neighbor, who? Who has known the mind of the Lord? Who has known the mind of Jehovah? Who has known the mind of El Shaddai? Who has known his mind? No one. Who has become his counselor? Who has become his teacher? Who has become the one that leads him into all knowledge and wisdom? Nobody. Because he's God. The self-sufficient one. He doesn't need a counselor. He doesn't need a PhD. He doesn't need degrees. He doesn't need us to help him interpret his own word. He's God. It's his word. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. We are so foolish to think, foolish to think that we could ever become a master of this. We don't even know. We don't even have an idea. We don't have an idea of the depths of the riches of his knowledge. We have no idea. So our response should not be arrogance. Our response should be gratitude. Our response should be surrender. Our response should be submission. Some of y'all are running yourselves tired trying to figure it out. There are things that are just not going to make sense. I'm not saying that you're not going to wrestle with doubts. I've wrestled with them, but whatever I wrestled, I submitted. And I don't say that in pride, but I realize, God, you, I'm not going to win this fight. This is knowledge that is too great for me. But that's the problem. See, in this world of Google and Safari and quick searches, you got quick access to all the information that you want. And so now what it is is that we can go anywhere, get all the information that we want, and we think that we can treat the word of God in the same way. This is not a Google search, people. It's not Safari. It's not an app. It's not something that you can just look up and get all your answers. I still got questions. There's still some things I'm asking the Lord. Why? How? Even still, I submit because I recognize who he is. And who he is supersedes. I know y'all don't want to hear this. Supersedes your understanding, your wisdom. You don't know it all. You're not that smart. You are not that wise. It's not all in you. I know the song by I'm Every Woman. It's all in me. It's not all in you. It's not all in you. You don't have it all in you. You're running yourself tired. Show them Psalm 131. Lord, my heart 
is not haughty, nor my eyes lofty, neither do I concern myself with great matters, nor with things too profound to me. It's okay to acknowledge, Lord, this is just too profound for me. This painful, I'm feeling it right now, it hurts. God, I don't understand what's going on, but this is too profound for me. But when I can't understand, when I cannot naturally perceive what you're doing, I will trust in your character. There's enough evidence in this book to prove that he's a healer, that he's a deliverer, that he's a redeemer. It's enough evidence in here. It's enough in here. It's more than enough. His track record is enough. It's more than enough. I don't need to know the secret things. There's enough in these 66 books. There's enough in my life. There's enough in your life to testify of the goodness of the faithfulness of God. There's more than enough. Neither do I concern myself with great matters, nor with things too profound for me. There are some things that are too profound for you and me. Accept it. On this side of heaven, there are some things that you will never, ever understand. Because it's too profound for you. Do, you. do you even think that if God were to tell you why, do you think you would be able to handle it? Do you really think? If he really told you why, if he really told you why he, he allowed you to go through that storm, if he really told you, do you really think with your finite mind, with your, uh, with your, with your, with your um, um, oh my gosh, what's the word I'm thinking for? Um, oh, Jesus. Yes, 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 yes. Do you really think that with your fickle self, that you'll be able to understand and receive what it is he's telling you? It's too profound for me. I would, but here's the thing, because he exceeds these limits, because he exceeds these confines, he's worthy of worship. Gods that I can fit in these, this pea-sized brain are not worthy of my worship. Gods that I can fit inside this human mind, they're not worthy of worship because if I can fully understand them, they're not worth my hallelujah, they're not worth my sacrifice, they're not worth my praise. If I can fit them in my head. But because he exceeds, hallelujah, because he exceeds the confines, because he can see, exceeds the limits, because he can exceeds it. That's what makes him worthy of my worship. That's what makes him worthy of my bow because God, I don't understand. I don't know what it is that you're doing, but your knowledge, your wisdom is too great for me. And I'm just honored. I'm just honored to be in your presence. I'm just honored to know you. I'm just honored to have, to be a possessor of the revelation that you reveal. I am just honored. I'm just honored. I'm just honored that you would choose a vessel like me to reveal anything. I'm just honored. I'm humbled. I'm just honored. I'm just honored. Jesus. This is what's missing. The humility. Entitlement. As Bishop Jakes was preaching about. The humility. Do you recognize who this God is? Do you not understand who he is? Do you not understand how vast and amazing he is? Do you not comprehend? Stop trying to put him in your box. Stop trying to fit him in your head. Stop trying to fit him according to your ways and your precepts. He cannot be contained. He cannot be confined. Show them the uh, show them Job. 
too often we focus on what we don't know. And a perfect example of that is Job. With all that happened to him, children gone, land gone, houses gone. With all that he endured, he asked God, why? Why me? And if you study the book of Job, you'll see that God never gives him an answer why. Does not give him an answer why. But this is what Job says. Now, if I start running, I don't apologize. For I know, see, some of y'all, y'all too focused on what you don't know. Focus on what you do know. Focus on what's in these 66 books and all these pages. Some of y'all can't even pick up your Bible to do a devotional daily. And you're, you're complaining about what God has not revealed to you. You haven't mastered this. You haven't searched these pages. You haven't understood this truth. Yet you complain. God, why? I'm not saying that you won't have questions. But bring it back. For I know. I know without a shadow of a doubt. That my redeemer. See, if you don't know what it feels, if you don't remember, excuse me, if you choose not to remember what it feels like to be bound, this don't make sense to you. But I remember being bound. I remember being bound by my sin and my shame. So when he says, for I know that my redeemer lives, I live because my redeemer, the one who purchased my freedom, he lives. I know without a shadow of a doubt that my redeemer lives. I don't know all that. I don't know all of what I had to go through. I don't know why I had to endure it all. I don't know why I was born into the situations that I was. I don't understand all the things that I'm dealing with. But the one thing that I know, my Redeemer, he lives, he is alive, and he sits on the right hand of the Father. My Redeemer lives. Whew. You were bought with the price. You were bought with the price that he redeemed with his precious blood. For I know that my redeemer lives. And he shall stand at last on the earth. And after my skin. Whew, I know y'all don't get excited about heaven anymore. Listen, I got plans. I want to get married. I want to have kids. I want to have businesses. But when all is said and done, I want to see the face of Jesus. Because ain't no way I'm leaving this world. I'm no way I'm forfeiting heaven. I'm not forfeiting the chance to ask God my questions. I'm not forfeiting the chance to see him face to face. So you can leave. You can depart from the faith. But I will not forfeit the chance to see him face to face to ask him not even to ask him why but to say thank you before the why whoo, before the why before the why before the why thank you thank you for bringing me over thank you for carrying me thank you for sustaining me thank you for keeping me thank you for providing for me before the why thank you Before the why, before the why, before the why, before the why, thank you, thank you, thank you.
thank you, thank you. I feel the spirit of God in this place. God is about to release a spirit of gratitude. Hallelujah. You've been down too long. You've been hurting too long. Too worried about your issues. Bring up that spirit of gratitude. God, I thank you. listening to the get transformed podcast we hope that you subscribe so that you can continue to be empowered by the latest podcast for more information on transformation christian fellowship visit our website at transformationchristianfellowship.org or download our free mobile app on the app store or google play store if you would like to support this ministry simply text tcf1 to 77977 We thank you for your generosity and for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. And remember, transformation starts here.